Missionary Enterprises, Missionary Aid International, Apostolic Networking, our private Facebook group, and uh, New Testament Leadership. So this is the, actually part three. Uh, part two was uh, we went over the Greek words. It was a good teaching. Part one was just an overall review. And so now we're getting into key references and critical notes and uh, some good verses in here. And uh, what kind of excites me is uh, that I'll be teaching these verses uh, worldwide, uh, not just on the media, but uh, in conferences and different things like that. So uh, the Lord's getting me ready for all of that. So anyhow, let's start here. Uh, let's make this uh, short, but to the point. And uh, so let's start with Acts 20, Acts 20, 25 to 27. Uh, let's start with verse 25. And now, Paul says, Observe, I perceive that all of you among whom I have gone in and out proclaiming the kingdom will see my face no more. Now, the first word we want to look at here before we get into the notes is the word proclaiming. So it's uh, Strong's number 2784, uh, Caruso, Caruso. It's to be a herald, proclaim, preach, announce a message publicly and with conviction, persuasion, preaching the gospel as the authoritative word of God, bringing eternal accountability to all who hear it. And you know, mankind is accountable to God whether they hear the gospel or not. Next word is the word kingdom. I did a great teaching on that a few years ago, a really good teaching. And I'll be doing some more on the kingdom. And, uh, you know, teaching on the kingdom is great, but we need to demonstrate the kingdom. So it's uh, Strong's number 932, Basilia. And uh, definition, kingdom, sovereignty, royal, power, kingship, authority, rule, especially of God, both in this world and in the hearts of men, because man lives in this world. Basilia from 935. Basilis, we have the word king. So, of course, the realm in which a king sovereignly rules. A kingdom always has a king, requires a king. No king, no kingdom. All right, so we have the kingdom of darkness. Okay, anyhow. Uh, as the kingdom of God does with King Jesus, it especially refers to the rule of Christ in believers' heart, but also, you know, we talk about the kingdom of darkness or the dominion of darkness. And, uh, you know, the God of this world, the devil, he's a type of king. He really is. And uh, so I, mean, I wrote here, don't let, because of the definition with the word sovereign, sovereignly, I said, don't let that word sovereign mislead you like it has for many over the centuries. Because the moment God created man in his own image, he basically set aside his sovereignty or gave it to man since man is a free moral agent being, operating out of the law of sowing and reaping, telling man what to choose and what to do, but cannot choose nor do it for man, giving man the freedom to choose and to do right or to choose and to do wrong with consequences. Always consequences. Always. And it seems like we've forgotten about that, including in the church. Um... I wrote here, to proclaim the kingdom of God is to do all that you can by the Spirit and by God's grace to make His gospel, His good news, known wherever you are being sent by the Spirit. 
And you know, even when it comes to grocery stores, shopping, getting petrol, gas for your vehicle. Uh, I wrote on this years ago in my journal, you got to be open to the Spirit. He may want to send you places where you've never been before. And there's a reason for that. There's people there waiting for you. He wants to meet up with them. He wants to do, he wants to bless them. Saved and unsaved alike. Anything done apart from the Spirit is of the flesh. Not walking according to your sonship, Romans 8.14. Also called the new man, the new man, sonship, synonymous. Jesus did and said everything by the Spirit, and so must we, since we are part of his body, born of God. You're born of God, so born of his Spirit, born of the Spirit. Well, why? So you can do your own thing? (laughs) No, not at all. No, no, no. All wrong. Jesus made many references Many times to the gospel of the kingdom, Mark 1, 14 to 15, as one example, the kingdom of God has good news for those who are already part of his kingdom, as well as those who are not yet part of the kingdom of God. Because the good news is a really very broad, I mean, there's so much in there for the saint and for the sinner alike, especially for the sinner regarding salvation from hell. I wrote here, the grace of God is the good news of God, and the good news of God is the grace of God, because grace is good news once you've understood grace, the true definition of the word grace. Not only has to do with unmerited favor, but God's abilities, God's creative abilities, God treating you as if you'd never sinned before, but then once you get born again, you got to get rid of that old, like Gary would say, that rascal, that old man in your soul. This is the responsibility of every believer, yet it starts with the leaders in order to show the example as Jesus did towards his first disciples as the head of the church, Matthew 4, 19, come and follow me. Jesus, he never expected his disciples to do anything that he wasn't already doing. And also Ephesians 4, 12. Why do you give us 4, 11? So the church could be equipped, the saints could be equipped, the work of the ministry, edification of the body of Christ. Let's move on to 26 and 27. Therefore, I testify and protest to you on this our parting day that I am clean and innocent and not responsible for the blood of any of you. He explains what he says in verse 27. For, for, because... I never shrank or kept back or fell short from declaring to you the whole purpose and plan and counsel of God. God showed me that when I put this together. I couldn't believe it. i never seen verse 26 before. I saw it, but I didn't see it the way I was supposed to see it. And there it is right there. Verse 27 explains verse 26. I said you will never understand verse 26 until you've understood verse 27. Very serious indeed, I would say. If you're not declaring the whole purpose, the whole plan and counsel of God, you will not be clean and innocent, and you will be responsible for the blood of many, many. And this reminds you of Ezekiel 3.18. A little bit different contact, but still, the blood is on your hands. That's what the Lord showed um, Sumrall years ago, years ago, concerning evangelism. But here, this is in context of the church, the believers. 
Uh, what I learned, I wrote here, what I learned from Dave Robertson, Gary Carpenter back in 2007, etc., is to never pull verses out of their media context, keeping them in their proper setting as well as assimilating the whole context or whole chapter, and even better, the whole epistle, whole epistle, uh, enabling you to understand and grasp specific verses as well as the surrounding verses. Yeah. All right. So let's look at a few Greek words here out of verse, uh, I think it's the second verse, verse 26 or verse 27. Yeah. So Paul said I, he did not. He did not. He, he didn't say he did, but he did not shrink back. So this word not, I did a study on that years ago. Very, very... I tell you, you gotta get a hold of these words. So it's a particle. It's strong uh, number 3361. It's a particle, a negative particle. Oh, yeah. And uh, definitions never not used for qualified negation. Paul is saying that he never held back or did not hold back anything from anyone like other preachers before him, comparing himself in the right way with other preachers. Paul was comparing himself to those that came before him. Yeah, and there's a place to comparing yourself. There is a place for that, especially when it comes to doctrine. You know, what God has shown you to be true, and then you've got another preacher, he's teaching, saying God told him that, but you know that you know that you know that what you, that you got it from the Lord. And uh, I do a lot of that. I just don't mention names, but I compare my doctrine with a lot of preachers out there so I can get ready when I get out there, knowing what's out there beforehand. So the next, next word here is kept back. He did not keep back. It's uh, 52, Strong's 52, number 5288. Hupostelo, draw back, withdraw keep back, shun, conceal, it's a compound word, uh, pulling back to retreat, go backwards, withdraw, shrink from, shun, back off, especially due to compromise. Wow. Yeah. Still to this very day, we have many preachers compromising the gospel by not declaring the full gospel, the full counsel of God. Going back to what Gary Gary, uh, Norval and um, Hagen were saying, watching a Baptist preacher one day on TV, and they said, you know, this guy's called. I mean, he's, you know, but it's not what he's saying that's wrong. It's what he's leaving out. It's what he's leaving out. I don't want to leave nothing out. And I wrote here, I myself declare the whole counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation. Basically, basically, I really do. I've got a good handle of it. And especially in contact with the original creation and the new creation. So you've got the original creation, basically first two chapters of Genesis. Then you've got the fall of man, chapter three. That's where the old that's where the Old Testament comes in. Uh, chapter one, two it has nothing to do with the, the Old Testament. That's the original creation. And then you get into the New Testament, the birth of Jesus, birth of the second Adam. That's to begin the the new creation. He's the first to be born of this new creation. So then we've got the word whole, whole, a whole council. It's uh, thirty nine fifty six. Um, the whole, every kind of each, every each part of a totality means all in a sense of each every part that applies. 
The emphasis of the total picture that then is on one piece at a time, line upon line, precept upon precept, a little here, a little bit there. Um, when 3956 modifies a word with the definite article, this is something I need to get into down the road, it has extensive intensive force and is straightforward intensive, just intensive without extensive. Intensive when the Greek definite article is lacking. And I believe in this case, the definite article is there in the Greek. And I'm going to be doing, I'm going to do a whole video on that, a whole teaching, maybe even a series. Anyhow, it's all going to be on the website. Anyhow, so the next word here is the word counsel. It's bole, 1012, strong number 1012. It's counsel, deliberate wisdom, decree, a resolved plan, used particularly of the immutable aspect of God's plan. Immutable. Mm. Anyhow, purposefully arranging all physical circumstances, which guarantees every scene of life works to his eternal purpose. It always uh, also includes the Lord's purpose in them. Now, I don't totally agree with a lot of the, uh, not a lot, but some of the definitions that I come across. Um, and I don't have time to unpack that right now. I wrote here, within the plan of God, God has a purpose for mankind. Yes, he does. As well as for individuals. Uh, yet so does the God of this world regarding the destruction of man. See, God is out to save man and the devil is out to destroy man. And he's doing a very good job. Very good um, I'm not going to commend him for it, uh, but he's doing an excellent job. And that's because the church has allowed him to do so, not God, or God allows what we allow, right? Because God's already told us what to do. And we're going to give an account for that one day. One of the greatest tragedies I've noticed, not only in this age, but also throughout the centuries, according to my vast research on church history, is the great lack of the proper interpretation of scriptures not having been rightly divided, but wrongly divided, as well as not having been well taught properly and accurately to the full extent of holy writ. And I saw that years ago, years and years and years ago. And then that's when the Lord brought Dave and Gary into my life, brought a lot of confirmation, a lot of confirmation. I said, wow, am I, am I ever on the right track, you know? I'll be eternally grateful for that. And uh, I wrote here, I myself, I myself, have been endowed by God to teach the full counsel of God uh, overall as an apostolic reformer, as a defender of the faith. You know, I have to. My goodness, if you're going to defend the faith, if you're going to be a, a reformer, if you're going to reform uh, the church of the living God, you better have a good grasp of the whole counsel of God. Yet this is not for everyone, meaning God has different giftings in his body to do so, which is partially found in Ephesians 4.11, the different giftings there, not offices, giftings. Yet most local churches are not open to this. They're really not, and they're going to give an account for this. We need different revelations in order to put together the pieces of the puzzle together in order to get the full picture. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't need people with me to teach things that I don't know how to teach. I'm not saying that. But if it's something that I know how to teach, 
I'm going to teach it. And that's all there is to it. And, uh, and I hope to work with people that can teach things, teach it right, of course, uh, that I just, I, I may have a, a partial knowledge of it, but boy, they got some good revelation. It's, it's part of their cause, part of their, their spiritual makeup, you know. And also, I just want to add as an episcopal, episcopos, an overseer, you better be teaching the whole counsel of God, having a good understanding of it. So, as I finish my video, very short teaching here today, I encourage you to not only walk in the fullness of the grace of God, but to walk in the fullness of the faith of God. Shalom and Amen.